Hi and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Olabode. On this episode, our guest is singer and songwriter Dorothea. She is a young and talented musician, originally from Lithuania, who set herself the goal to become financially independent by making music her career. And after a year, she's seen some success through her gigs, performances, as well as her voice acting roles and even busking. Dorothea was a wonderful guest to have on the podcast. Talking to her about her personal journey, breaking points and eventual realisations was inspiring and I hope encouraging to listen to. We also talk about creativity and it being essentially rooted in curiosity and the willingness to learn and change. I felt that there were many interesting and powerful points made in this conversation about a range of things such as how all experiences be then perceived as positive or negative inevitably shape and teach us about how what becomes important to us are essentially the things we dedicate most of our time to and also that while it may be good to make plans and have fixed goals and desires the best of us are also adaptable willing to change and are also able to leave their comfort zones and dive into the unknown these are just a few takeaways from a truly enjoyable conversation that i hope you enjoy as well you can follow Dorothea by liking her on Facebook at Dorothea. From that, you can get information on her upcoming gigs, performances, as well as any and all news. You can also follow her on Instagram at Dorothea Dory. The links to both her Instagram and Facebook will be in the description below. So, without further ado, I give you Dorothea. Hey, Dorothea. How are you doing? <laughs> I'm good. Um, so thank you for coming on. Um, it's a pleasure to have you on here. Thanks um, for inviting me. Yeah, I really wanted to get you on to because um, not only are you like an amazing singer, I've heard your voice, um, and then you've, and I've also like been keen to get you on because of the type of conversations that we were having outside of um, like when we were trying to shoot your music video before, and you seem like a really interesting and introspective person so like i've wanted to explore that a bit more in this in this conversation cool um so so you are a singer um is that is that <laughs> correct or do you do more than just sing well i i have interest in a lot of things i'm a singer but i'm a songwriter mainly mm-hmm. um, and now i've started to explore production as well so i'm producing a lot of my songs mm. And um, I write poetry sometimes, and and I've done a few voiceovers uh, okay. for for Disney. Oh wow! Okay. Uh, but it was <laughs> dubbing basically. Yeah. And so I'm interested in a lot of things, but yes, mainly I'm a singer. Mm-hmm. So you say like you're you're quite creative then, like you like to explore different avenues of things that you can do and see. I think I'm curious. Yeah, curious. Okay. <laughs> I'm curious. Mm-hmm. I. I constantly drift off somewhere um, to come back and then use that knowledge that I found there in, you know, creation. So. Mm. And you apply that knowledge that you've learned from one journey into another and see, like, how, yeah, because every, any anything can be, like, trans- transferable, you would say. Like, I guess yeah. with singing and singing, songwriting, like, if you understand, if from songwriting, 
like if you understand like it, the structure of a song how how to write a song then it gives you when you then go out and sing it because because of the that deeper level of understanding of of the meaning behind the words i guess that gives it more depth i suppose like how would is that how you describe it yes absolutely i'd feel well it's very different singing your own song always mm. i prefer it over anything really although there are some songs where you just think wow he really he really nailed that one you know that describes <laughs> my life perfectly at this mm -hmm. moment in time uh and sometimes you can sing your own song and be like i'm just not feeling it anymore mm. that moment has passed you know and that's when it's really hard to sing mm. to sing uh one of your own songs when you're like actually i, I don't believe that anymore you know mm. but then i find that i come back to it you know, because we're we're all running in circles always, yeah. like a little spiral. So after a while, you find yourself rediscovering your oldest songs. Like, and and the thing with my songs is, somehow I feel they've turned into predictions. So I can write something that's not necessarily a hundred percent authentic at the time. Like it's some feeling that I've caught on to, and so mm -hmm. I just immerse myself in that and try to. Exp you know, express myself mm -hmm. as accurately as I can um, based on that feeling. And then a few weeks or a few months pass and I find myself in the situation that I've described in the song and I'm thinking, what am I doing? Like, am I <laughs> predicting my own future? Because usually it's the sad, <laughs> the yeah. sad songs that come true. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's interesting. But I definitely, there's definitely a very strong link between songwriting and singing, of course. So when you're writing these songs, are you like looking within yourself to find, are you looking at a certain characteristic within yourself and to find like a, a certain emotion or it's, is it, I guess it can vary on the type of song you're, the song you're, you write. So usually, yeah. um, when I sit down, I just think, okay, how am I? How do I describe as accurately as possible what I'm feeling, what I'm thinking right now? Because um, it can be so hard to express yourself so simply, you know? A song is, um, it limits you a little bit in that, well, usually it needs to rhyme and you have only have a, a few phrases to express yourself. And so those phrases have to be, you know, on point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and just carry everything every all meanings you know condensed into one it's not like writing a book yeah or, or a story yeah. you have a limited amount of words you can use to to convey and yeah yes. the structure has to fit a certain standards as well yeah it's not even like a poem because mm. even poems sometimes i find myself writing poetry and that's easier for me sometimes than writing a song because uh, with a song, like I said, there's still some things that need to flow with the melody, with mm, rhyming. Whereas a poetry doesn't even have to rhyme sometimes. So, yeah, it's it's different. But really, the thing that I tend to focus on is how do I, like, what am I feeling? Because it can be so hard to tell what you are feeling, really. Mm. So I'm just, how am I feeling? Okay, how? What do I really want to say right now? What do I want to say? And when you say that, like sometimes it might not be authentic at that particular time, are you, are you, is it, are you saying that, um, 
it's not true to yourself. When you say you can't be authentic, is well, what do you mean? Sometimes I find that um, some things I say and they're very saturated. They're very heavy. It's like、mm. the, that emotion is condensed, and so it can feel a bit strong, like over dramatic. Yes. Would you say? Okay. Maybe over dramatic or just. Just very well. I mean, we're. It's just one one sided, you know. Okay. Because we are so. I feel we are so、um, peculiar in a sense that、mm-hmm. we're feeling many things at the same time,、mm-hmm. and and sometimes these emotions they're not like white or black. But in a song, sometimes I feel I need to just put a very dark shade,、mm-hmm. even if, if just for the impact, you know. But I guess then, like a song, in a way, it's like because, like you said, we're such complex humans. Like it's hard for to define us in, like even a person. It's hard to define a person, like a sentence or even a song. Or sometimes a book can't, cannot, cannot describe everything that a person is. So maybe、um, the maybe what I find that in songs, it's like instead of it showing the entire person as a whole, it like magnifies one particular、yeah. aspect. So it's like you're you're just honing on into that onto that aspect, and then just showing the aspect is, and in a way, is not really disregarding every the other the other parts of that person or that feeling or the situation, but it's just highlight, just putting this particular aspect in the limelight. What how do you say to yes, that? Yes, well, I'd say that really, the most ingenious songs they are able to capture this roundness, this. Um, complexity of of the human condition,、uh, and that's that's really when you reach that. I think that's mastery of songwriting because <laughs>、um, that that's why I feel I still haven't learned to color sometimes with as many shades at、mm. at the same time as, for example, because in a lot of pop music today, it is very like white or black, very、mm-hmm. very dense shades, whereas. Um, of course, not all of it. You can still find artists that are able to mix things in. Like Sia, I feel she's able to、mm-hmm. kind of say things not literally, and and it can be both happy and sad at the same time. But for me, biggest inspirations are like Pink Floyd because they're so they're neither white nor black. They're exactly in in this. Strange center.、Mm-hmm. Well, at the moment, I feel, and at the moment, I'm also latching onto instrumental music because really, music in itself is able to express a lot more sometimes than lyrics. You know, there's only so much you can communicate through words, and we still haven't mastered the yeah, art of、yeah. language, I guess. Yeah, like I, like I, I have more phases in my in my music listening experiences where I like. I would listen to I would listen to songs, but I would listen to I would I would have a huge collection of just instrumentals because, like you said, like I agree with you when you say like sometimes with with songs、um, with the lyrics it 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 put it forces you down a particular way of thinking because、um, mm-hmm. of, of experiencing the song because obviously with the lyrics it's that's what the artist、mm-hmm. wants you to feel or think about or or yeah and but with the with instrumentals. And there's something about there's something about just it gives it's like a it gives you 
it gives the listener myself like a a wider canvas to like yeah. to to play and think and imagine it because when I'm thinking because I, I, whenever I'm thinking listening to music I love to like imagine things and think about like just the play around in my head and with thoughts and and ideas whether it's just like um yeah stories or like imagery or whatnot but um but with with instrumentals I'm able to it gives me yeah it gives me the space to do that which I find which is pretty cool um so you but you you say you produce music as well so you I'm kind starting of like, to yeah. I'm really getting into it because I um before I I would compose pieces for for instruments so for like the cello and piano or or like a string quartet um and now I find that there's so many more so possibilities within like uh, audio interfaces and workstations mm. and and we're just we have access to all these instruments now just under our fingertips so I know that world has really intrigued me and I'm just doing my best to see what I can create with the tools that we have now because mm. you know it's only been a few years um, we haven't we haven't been able to use these this machinery um, for very long so yeah yeah we're at the, the infancy of technology soon like I always imagine like in a few years you could have like some minority report type situation where you have people playing music <laughs> like have like these hologram interfaces where people like literally like you you how you see like in the Daft Punk video yeah. that would be how people are creating music like go to a lab have their lab coats on maybe not like that but just like just moving their hands and just creating these waves because I remember I just went to this um con this tech conference I think it was called yeah the Bet Show and um, Imogen Heap was there and she had these um gloves I completely forgot the name of them but essentially what when she when she was on stage she was able to like produce music on the go with these gloves where and she would like like she would um, um like record herself on the go just move making these movements and then like literally just moving her hands and then creating sounds adding drums like and then adding some echo and and and, wow, and reverb so cool. and stuff and this was live on stage um there was some t uh, she, it was still in the prototype stage but it was like just to show how the, how how the concept could be how it can go it was and that's just now so imagine in in the future where where people just go to their studio and say hmm i have a thought of a song let me just exactly i think it's it's just going to be connected to the brain and you're like okay i hear because often this happens like you hear a sound then you have to go through all of those sounds looking for that sound mm. like hey man where is this sound where <laughs> is this sound and sometimes you find it and you're like yes or it's even better than what you you know imagine but a lot of the time you can't find that sound mm. so really maybe in the future they'll design something that just you know creates what you mm. what you need but do you think yeah but do you think it then it will be quite important because you play you play the piano you play the cello whatever no I don't you play don't the cello. Oh, okay sorry uh, what other instruments do you play well I just play the piano well okay. and I play my little synthesizer oh nice <laughs> which is like a piano like I was I was gonna ask like if you think it's important 
for because I noticed that one. I don't know how how um, frequent it is, but how important do you think it is for producers to actually have like a like fundamental knowledge of playing, like actually playing instruments before they um, use like like digital software to produce music, or do you think it's not important? Or that's an interesting question. Um, a lot of controversies <laughs> <laughs> exist around this question. Uh, and from personal experience, I feel that no matter what, you know, classical um, the well, whatever classical teaching may may say, um, nowadays really these tools enable us to create with no fundamental knowledge. It can help. I have a lot of I have a lot of um, music theory like knowledge um, and and classical training writing piano and everything but I can say yes it helps me probably in ways that I can't even pin down because it's so ingrained already in, inside what I do but I know that they're amazing producers and I've met them and they're some of my best friends that know nothing about that and they're insane they're mm. better they're better than me because they they know what they're doing they have no they were able to use the tools in front of them to their advantage in the best way possible. Mm. Um, whereas my knowledge still limits me in some ways. Because anything you learn ends up limiting you a little bit because that means you approach certain problems in a certain way. Okay. Um, and you pick the certain chords and sometimes you may be blind to other possibilities. Yes, it can free you to more quickly do what you want to do. Mm -hmm. But sometimes after a while it can even limit you. So you have to be like, how can I do this differently? Am I, mm -hmm. you know, what misconceptions I may I have about this workflow and stuff? So anyway, it's like you, it is important. Yeah, it's good if you if you are classically trained or whatever in if it's in music or um, whatever it may be. Like if you have that knowledge, it's good because you you have that discipline. You 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 studied in that specific discipline, but it would be, I guess it would, it would be important to say, okay, this is what I've been taught to do. And let's see, I feel like a creative person or if a curious person can say, this is the, how I've been taught. Let's see how I can break the rules as well. Whereas yeah. with um, someone who isn't classically trained in, in music, it's like they, they don't need to, they don't have rules to break. They're freely just, Hmm, how does this work? How does this happen? So it, so regardless of if you're if you're classically trained, I, f I feel then it's good that you have that discipline. But also see how you I, if you want to experiment, then like see how to break the rules as well, because then that could create some interesting, uh, interesting stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Absolutely, hearing you speak, I I thought I understood that really classical training. Yes, it helps a lot. It helps a lot because it means you're already you know what you're doing mm. you know what you're doing and you know what mistakes to avoid and you're more able to understand what is sounding wrong because sometimes you can play something and I've seen also some of my friends struggle with that that they play something and they're like mm, something just doesn't sound right and I can be like I know which what sounds wrong and I'll fix it mm -hmm. uh, whereas they can be like I don't know 
but it depends. It really yeah, depends. It really always. Because the way I see it, I, I apply it, I apply it to, um, say, like when it comes to like visual effects or editing or like filmmaking, like there's, there's, there's a specific, there's specific ways on, that we were taught. Um, like when I went to, when we were in, when we, when I went to uni, uh, we studied visual, I studied visual effects. So, um, there are key things that we were taught on how to do things, but from learning those things, I can say, okay, these are, this is, these are the steps I need to take if I want to achieve X, but I, and I know what will happen if, what the issues would be if um, that I come through any problems. But sometimes when you hit those problems and it's like, it creates something that you don't expect. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's maybe it sounds wrong because it's not for that particular idea that you have for the time, but maybe like for, uh, applying it back to music, it, maybe if that sound sounds off now, maybe in, in future, if you create another sound, maybe that sound will be perfect. So it's like, okay, I did this and it created this that I didn't expect. Right. So let me yes. just save this true, for later. True. And it's like, okay, let me let me change this up and see what happens. If okay, that's interesting. That happened. Yes, like, oh, yes okay. absolutely. So they told me to do this. So what if I? It, they told me to go left. So what happens if I go right? And then, and it's like, okay, this happened. It's like, um, I find, I find that um. When it comes to, I think when it comes to anything, learning is really just like being curious and seeing what happens when you. It's like it's yeah. like um like a child, like a child, a child doesn't know there is no like right way or wrong way with, with a child. It's just like okay, if I do this, like okay, this happens. If I do that, that happens. Just registering, it, getting that information. So then, and then applying those lessons to projects. I find that pretty cool. Um, because I think, yeah, I was listening to this uh, um, Neil deGrasse Tyson talk or this video where he was talking about curiosity and like how children are essentially scientists. And I mm, kind of see it like, true. I see like um, people in, in artists in a way are kind of like scientists in a way because they, while scientists are, they tr they look at, they look at the world and try and, and, and figure out what makes, what like it's essentially what makes the world tick and whether it's in, but um, biology, chemistry, or physics. I feel like um, artists are like artists. Like a musician is an is a scientist of sound in a way. Yeah, like a, um, a a a a visual artist, a visual artist like a science a scientist of like visuals. So it's like figuring out, yeah, figuring out how to what works and what doesn't, and then applying that to create some sort of formula. And that formula is like your song or like your film or image painting whatever so so yeah I just thought yeah just carrying on with what you were saying yeah I totally agree like with experiment whether or not you're you are classically trained or if you're not like you can still just say if you have the curious mind to go about and do what you what you vision envision um um so yeah, I was uh, one other thing I was curious to ask you about is um, when it comes to when it comes to producing, um, like how like do you have like um, so do you you have sounds that come do you do you come into um, would you come into a sort of thing saying okay I had this in my head let me play it or maybe I guess it depends it's just like maybe you're playing something like oh that sounds nice let me continue on with that mm, so well there's two types it depends sometimes I'm 
playing around with my synthesizer and I hear something that I'm like, wow, I love the sound. And so I record it and, and after that I, I hear what needs to happen next. So I search for ways of making it happen, you know? Mm. And then the other way is I have a song, I've written a song. And now I'm going to try to kind of arrange it, make it fuller, make it into this piece of music. And, uh, but both times, both producing and songwriting is the same. Well, not really. With production, it's a lot about like, okay, I hear what needs to happen here. Mm -hmm. How do I, or I can, sometimes I feel, I feel that something needs to happen here. And then I just have to experiment a little bit to be able to, you know, find that. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I can surprise myself and find something like, wow, I didn't know. A lot of the times, because sometimes it just flows and you're like, yes, this needs to happen here, this needs to happen here. You put everything, move on. But sometimes it can be like, oh, something isn't working here. I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, I don't hear. I don't hear what needs to happen. And um, in that case, you just start taking things off, taking th putting things on. You just start experimenting mm -hmm. until something clicks and you're like, ah, oh, that's what I needed. And with, and you say that's the same with songwriting as well. You... Well, with songwriting, for me, it has turned into this flow most of the time. So I find a few chords or I, I'm singing some kind of melody. And then already I'm able, my voice just, um, I'm able to improvise as I go on. It's a lot more natural now. Um, whereas I guess once, if when I get better at producing, perhaps it'll be exactly as I as songwriting maybe I'll immediately know what needs to happen what needs to happen what's not working what a change but the it, like the uh, trouble with that can be that you end up falling into the same patterns mm. like with songwriting after in the beginning I was so chaotic I didn't know what I was doing like I said I had no knowledge about chords or anything so I would just like some of my earliest songs I I um examine them now and I'm like how did I come up with this chord progression this does not make sense why does it sound good <laughs> like why does it I don't know why is it not bugging me when I'm playing this but now I wouldn't well I wouldn't necessarily do those make those choices because of what I know mm. okay and so now I'm trying to step out of that mm -hmm. kind of step beyond that but uh, in the beginning it was just all over the place and it worked <laughs> so that's what I mean like you really there's a thin line between you know having to learn something and just going with with how you feel mm. I hear that um, so how do you like if you I guess it's a kind of like a creative block you would say or would you is that how you describe it how, how do you how do you like get out of when you're stuck in that rut where you feel like you're going into the, you you need to step out of the line of thinking that you're in how would you how do you how do you approach that of personally well usually i leave it okay so either i experiment like i said so i just throw things at it <laughs> like if it's production so i mm -hmm. try to like take Perf things yeah. off listen listen but if nothing is working or if with a song i'm just i i out you know i out of energy I can't 
Mm. I can't think anymore. I don't know if this is good, if this is bad. Like, what am I, what am I even doing here? So then I go for a walk. I just leave everything. I go for a walk. I hang out with friends. Sometimes it can be so hard to just say, okay, I'm going to stop working now because this is not leading me anywhere. And like, I know I need to do more work and that's great, <laughs> but it's not going to lead me anywhere. So just leave it mm. and do something fun, relax. <laughs> and some, yeah, sometimes it's just, you just need that break just to step yes. out of it. Just to, you need to, because it's like you're in a, you're stuck in a rut, you're in that black hole, you're not getting any new information and, and it's not really helpful, like you say. So you need to, to mm. take that break. And it's hard sometimes because like most of the time people are such hard working people and they, they want to create that sound but but part of that process is stepping yeah, back leaving, and leaving, just yeah. like weighing it to cultivate and grow in your mind until you get like a new idea because mm. sometimes that's all you need um what do you think of um when when songwriting are you always trying to stay true to you or have you ever felt the need or the desire to I guess write something that isn't you if that makes sense it like, makes sense like acting if, in a way like. mm, um it's complicated because sometimes there are points in life where you're full or i'm full full of um emotions dense colors thoughts like bursting ideas that i need to put down and then there are moments in life where I feel empty and I try to draw on what I might have felt. And of course, the best songs are the ones where you're just boiling. But then there are moments in life where you're where, where I want to write a song and I'm like, okay, I'm not really feeling anything strong right now, but I'm going to try to imagine how this or that would feel. And those are the type of prophecy songs that I was talking about. <laughs> where like I'm not feeling anything now but then I write the song and it's like oh okay I'm feeling this way now I understand um so it's strange but if but I and I wouldn't even say that the best songs are are the come from the boiling point but maybe they do because they're the they're the most authentic that's mm. when you know that you're true and that's exactly what you know songs are songwriting is about but I, I imagine if you're a professional songwriter and you're there writing three songs a day, every day, there will be moments where you're just like, okay, I've, I've written everything there is to write about. I'm just going to... I think that's where where the criticism towards pop music comes from. You know, <laughs> after a while, you're just like, okay, man, you could have done better there. <laughs> like, like, you're really not feeling that one, but mm. it's okay. It's a good song. <laughs> um, so pretty much, yeah. Have you have you written any songs for other artists before or? Um. Uh, I, not that. I think. I've written songs for like as a task. Mm -hmm. But it was never, I guess, for someone else, unless it was, you know, instrumental pieces for okay. another for another instrument for. But usually, when I songwrite, I've been songwriting for for myself as a way of, of expressing myself and, so far. And when it comes to expressing yourself, do you use 
uh, would you say that there's a specific genre that you stick to or or is do you not, do you not classify yourself into genres and you just go with the flow and if someone says oh this is this type of song then mm. that's why it's for which one is it would you absolutely i go with the second one of, mm-hmm. of just going with with whatever comes out and that's why sometimes my songs can be so incredibly diverse that some of them i just have to toss because if i suddenly sang that people will be like what is what is this but at know. the same time it could be interesting <laughs> yeah. you know so but i definitely don't reject anything because sometimes you can be in the mood for one thing or another but i find that my songs do tend to fit into their own category of song i have no idea what category mm-hmm. that is because it's like a mixture of so many things i guess but Cool, like the Dory category. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. No, like, like uh, because I've, I've started to notice this trend. Like, pe- like even my housemates, you know, I live with musicians and of course they hear me singing. And they're like, already now if I'm just humming something on, we're walking on the street and I sing a phrase and they're like, oh, is that your song? And I'm like, yeah. It's like, yeah, I thought, I thought it was sounded like your song. Like, <laughs> I can already tell what type of songs you write, you know? <laughs> so it's pretty much pretty much that but no i don't go by any any genre mm. but i guess because like um you have your people who've inspired like in, who inspire you like pink floyd mm. you were saying um i guess with their sort of the way who, who else would you say and you oh, i'm inspired floyd? by yeah. so many i'm inspired by eminem by pink floyd by mm-hmm. sia by the mm. beatles by johnny mitchell by um um, Adele, uh, by who else? Ed Sheeran, by like every every uh, every artist has something to offer, something something unique and authentic. If I can relate to it, or if I feel something listening to it, I'm inspired by it. Mm-hmm. That's why I feel I've been changing genres so much, or just incorporating so many different things. Uh, Nine Inch Nails, like mm-hmm. like metal, <laughs> um, everything, everything can be. You know, it's beautiful because it's so different. Soon you'll be dropping a grime trap. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe who knows who knows yes 21 pilots I, w- I was like well on rapping or something mm-hmm. I even I even wrote a rap <laughs> not not good <laughs> not a good rap but I'm getting there yeah <laughs> you know anyway so how long have you been like into music like um how many years if there's if you can quantify it oh I've been into music my my whole life really because my I, I was so lucky my brother was in a choir and so I would always watch him sing and then I wanted to sing and his teacher heard me heard me sing and apparently she thought I I was well I had something so she she said why why don't we why doesn't she start singing why don't I teach her and so I just started singing very very young very young mm. like my my brother was my brother and I are 10 years apart so big difference but so I was very little when he was already you know performing and and um, I don't know I, I liked it 
I've always liked it. There was something... I think I liked that I could see that people were happy when when they watched me sing. <laughs> like, I felt that I could make them happy. Mm. And then it turned into this way of shouting my feelings out to the world, you know? Like, because we can be so confined to certain things that we can say and we can't say and then I feel like when I'm on stage you're free because people are open to your message so you're vulnerable but at the same time you know you're you're free to do whatever you want mm. so I think I found that freedom like scary and addictive <laughs> um, but yeah I've been in my whole life I've been somewhere in, in music doing something to do with music and like has you does your brother also play instruments or is that how you got learned the piano as well um he used to play piano but but uh, my brother gave gave music up after a while oh okay before he was i assumed uh, he was still playing for some reason no well i think he still he still wants to he still likes it and sometimes he still comes on and tries playing something and then uh asks me usually now he asks me to play something for mm. him i guess because it's uh, as you get all this like is it would you say it's quite difficult to to maintain like music as a as a main as your primary um I guess Korea or, or something like that well it depends because for example I think it depends on the personality because my mm. brother kind of drifted away from it whereas my cousin uh, she is she's a dentist or well now I think she's going to be a dentist she was mm -hmm. she was in studying and she can play piano incredibly she can play piano really better than me um, and she says every day like she still comes to the piano to practice because it's a big part of of her um, so it depends you know it depends what what is important to you what, um, everyone everyone is different mm. even say your cousin like she she plays the piano but her main thing is being a dentist mm. so uh, but I know that you busk you busk a lot mm -hmm. yeah. so that's pretty cool and you bus almost like every day Oh, not anymore. Mm. Well, no, I, I've only had a few weeks, maybe one one or two weeks where I bust every day. Mm -hmm. And that just, it gets too much after a while, <laughs> really, because it's so intense. You're out there, you know, rain or sunshine or even snow <laughs> or wind and <laughs> playing. And sometimes it's amazing. People are stopping and, and you never know who you're going to meet. I've met people from all over the world. I've been given flowers. I've been passed notes. Um, I've made friends in, across the continent, you know, the planet. Like, we, I've been invited to their house. Like, I'm going to Brazil. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and sometimes you're invisible. You're playing there. And it's like you're not, you're no one. Nobody even looks at you. And you can be singing as you always do. You're singing your heart out. You're being true you feel that your performance is no different from any other day <laughs> of course there are days when you're just singing and thinking like I have no energy but 
I, I, this is music. I need to keep doing this, you know. Um, but yeah, it's a huge, huge contrast. And sometimes, of course, you get, as we call them, these invisible men being visible. So you're visible to them and, and, and they come to you. So who are, by invisible men, I mean like beggars and, and, um, drunk people who everyone avoids. Mm-hmm. And so you are the only person who cannot escape from seeing them. And so they come to you and they, well, they can be quite intimidating, but the key to them, I really learned a lot. I learned so much through busking. So I learned to deal with them. I, I learned to show just, I'm not, I never stop singing. I'm still singing. And I look at them and I tell them, I see you. But please, you're making me uncomfortable. <laughs> I see you, but please, can you let me do my thing and, and just stand a little further? Uh, well, you know, because they come I, very close. Okay. They can come so close to you. And, and you're just like, okay, what do I do? <laughs> what do you um, feel that is? Is it the music that's... Tra- this, or, or is it just you? Yes, I feel that they feel some kind of connection with... No, they they feel drawn to the music, of course, and sometimes they even go out and they try to be nice. A lot mm-hmm. of the time, they're super nice. They see okay. you as a friend, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Hey!" and they start demanding other people to give money to you. Oh, wow. They're like, "Why aren't you giving money to her?" Mm-hmm. And sometimes I'm like, "Please!" Like they're they're not obliged to to do anything. <laughs> like, just keep calm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so sometimes, they will thanks. They will be on your side and you just have to find a way to show them that hey like thank you for doing this for me but but please like you're you're uh, you need to take it more (laughs) calmly and be a little less you know strong Mm. (laughs) sharp with them but yeah i learned a lot about like not fearing not pretending that this person is not there and really understanding that they are like you. They just want to be seen. So if you show them, they will remember who they are, how, and and they will know that, hey, like, what am I doing here? Mm. It's cool because, like, when it's this hearing, hearing that it's like, seeing that your that the music because i was going to ask you about what makes you go out and busk despite sometimes being in whether it's harsh conditions or maybe sometimes you feel like you're just invisible or what is what is that thing that drives you to to go out and still put and still bust no matter what the condition but mm. and i feel like as well as one of the things could be that that emotional connection you get to yeah. to those people and the way it transforms their lives mm. but maybe you can... yes yes good question um I just feel like it's such an intense experience and really I think I'm drawn to this mystery of what is going to happen today because mm. I know I love singing it's a way of for me to express you know whatever you are going through in life this is your chance to go out in the street and shout it out (laughs) to the people (laughs) and you'll always find someone is feeling the same way Mm. 
And so suddenly you form this connection. And this connection is really what is worth what is worth living life for, like waking up in the morning. That thing of like, hey, I go out there today and someone is going to hear me and we're going to look at each other and know that we're going through the same thing. And you never know. You never know what's going to happen. Like you can, I've learned it already, like especially on those days where no one is reacting to you and I'm playing and I'm thinking like, okay, this is not going well. But some, if I keep doing this, this is life testing me. If I keep going, something important is going to happen. Like someone important is going to come into my life. Every time. Every time. Um, that happens. So you have to, because I've learned, this is one of the things in life. If you are struggling and nothing is going right, you have to know that right around the corner is your big break. Mm-hmm. Or at least is the break to take you on further. Mm-hmm. So you have to keep going. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like giving yourself that positive reinforcement that if it's like the power of um power of like what is it just man if manifesting your reality so by thinking something and saying by putting your, your mindset towards a particular thing that at least tilts you in that direction because if you just think i'm not going to meet anyone today i'm not going to see anyone important then maybe that will close you off to True. the opportunities that that would come so because maybe maybe if if you're because you tell yourself okay i'm not going to meet anyone that is anyone important then you close yourself off so then if someone does come that is important then you're already closed off so you can't see you want to see them yeah that's but, true but being open like you said being open to yes i'm gonna whether it is meeting that important person or just like having something positive happen around the corner as you said being able to having that mindset to to seek it allows you to find it so (laughs) absolutely you know i also uh like i think everyone everyone is an artist everyone Mm. does so many things so of course one of the things i do is paint as well Mm. and one of the things i've painted on my wall is a problem is an opportunity in disguise Mm -hmm. and that is always true so if you encounter a problem, you have to know this is an opportunity. Now try to see what that opportunity is. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what that's what you were saying. That really, like, either you can close yourself off and say, okay, this is a problem. Like, whatever, it's not. It's just ruining my life. Or you can say, hmm, what is this trying to tell me? What am I? What can I do? Mm-hmm. I think there's always something. Yeah. It? It's because what can I make of it? That's the key thing. It's like. It's, it's, there's always you can always gain something there's always something to gain from every experience even negative experiences because that and even negative experiences shape you in some way yes absolutely in, in order to get in order to get a diamond it needs to be pressured needs to um, be experienced like immense pressure and then from there that's that's the only time you can get like a diamond so yes I like, go through that hardship and and pain and then from then you can see the beauty even but in reality the, the analogy still applies because 
people who go through hard times or difficult times or negative times by having it, it's it maybe is is easier said than done but once those periods are over you can come out of it and look back and because of the fact that you've just come out of that difficult situation you you've grown because you've learned something that most people haven't experienced and that and those lessons can be very vital for future whether it gives you more strength or more vigor or more confidence or even just more knowledge that most people wouldn't have like i guess again it depends on or so even most experiences like, like I had, I have, I have a friend who was telling, telling me about how, um, like some, um, like fam, like whoever has family issues or being having abusive family, like sometimes these, sometimes these situations can be really, really traumatic and really, really tense and hard. But um, she was saying as well, but coming out of it, and it, and coming out of like a really a depressed um, um, mentality. She's able to then use her experiences to help others who may be in that same situation. So it's like it's always like, okay, I've learned from this. I've learned from this, and I want to distill this knowledge onto some other people, so then they can also have the strength to. They they don't need to go through or as all the hurdles and difficulties I I did. Um, it's like there's always something positive to to give from all experiences regardless of how negative that they may be I guess yeah absolutely and it it gives you a way to relate because everybody goes through hardships you know of Mm. every kind and and those hardships they seem to mold you in similar ways interestingly Mm. different hardships can mold you in similar ways so that you can relate to someone else who might be going through a different struggle. Um, and another thing really that I found, yes, out of that struggle, then you emerge a different person. You see a different perspective. It's like throwing yourself um, into some situation that is so uncomfortable where you lose everything. Like moving to another country, you know, I, mm. I had to move. From so you lose Lithuania. Yeah. yeah. So I, I left my friends, I left my family, I left my home, I left everything I had. And so what happens when that when you do that? Well, you question everything. You question everything about who you are, what is important to you, why you do the things you do, um, why don't you do other things, why do you believe certain things are bad, mm-hmm. like drugs? Why Why do you... What are you even doing? What is important to you? And so it's this chaos and you start changing because you start adapting new behaviors from people who you've never encountered before. Because we all we have fallen into certain behaviors based on the people who surround us, our family, our friends, our school, our culture. So when you enter a new culture, you begin adapting new behaviors. And and often you find yourself lost because you see that um, 
different societies, different cultures value different things sometimes. And now you don't know which, which ones you value anymore. And so you have to lose yourself in order to find once again what is truly authentic to you. It's like mm-hmm. when I was clearing out my room because I moved, mm-hmm. as you know, today to another room. And so I was cleaning my old room for the new girl who's moving in. Mm-hmm. And I had to turn everything upside down because the room is quite small and my bed is like a double bed so it takes up almost the entire room and in order to vacuum everything underneath that double bed because I have like pianos underneath there and loads of equipment so I had to take everything out turn over the bed and so my room was chaos really the definition of chaos everything was not in the right place and what did that allow me to see that allowed me to see the opportunities of arranging this room differently. I'm like, hmm, this room would be much better with a single bed, actually. And if I put that there, then I could put the table there, and then I could do that. But because everything was kind of in order, I kind of accepted that as the order. Mm. Oh, okay, I see. And so I couldn't even see that there was another way of building this. And that's, I think, that's like the thing with class, with training yourself, with learning. Yes, it it gives you a good way of, of life. Everything is as you have been, you know, born into. So you know how to live. But then you are very fragile as well. Because if something happens where everything is turned upside down, then if you have been living in this closed mindset your entire life, you can find yourself completely lost. Mm. And that's really either you break or you or you grow so either you go and return into your old environment and say that life is not for me or you're like okay how do i build myself mm-hmm. new here <laughs> and would you say you're the former or the latter or maybe you're still in that process oh i had so i had a few breaking points one breaking point was exactly a year ago uh, when I came back exactly a year ago I came back from Lithuania so I had finished my diploma in BIM and every all of my friends left home for the summer because I was going to continue with a degree but I said I'm staying in London I'm not coming back home because I don't want to be living between two worlds I'm going to stay home stay here and my challenge for the summer is become a professional musician to start having gigs and start earning my living out of music and being financially independent from being a musician. And if I can do that, or acting, I also did some acting. Mm. And if I can do that, then I probably won't even continue with a degree. Because be really being a musician, you don't need a degree. You just need to know what you're doing and be good at it and that's it. Uh, and so I came back to Lithuania for just a week of holiday and then I flew back here and of course my friends were away only one of my friends, River well his name is Klaus but he goes by the name River Um, he's also a singer-songwriter-producer we moved into the same flat and so we flew back and on the day that he flew back and I flew back we were both kind of on the same boat well he had he had forgotten his laptop on the plane and he had forgotten his keys at at home in Germany his keys of the London flat in Germany (laughs) and he had forgotten his phone somewhere basically he came here like in a bad state yeah 
And we were both like, what are we doing here? You know? It was a, it was, it was, for both of us, it was half a year, well, like a school year of being in London. And we still hadn't built a home here in a sense of, we were still outsiders. We were still, our family was still there. Our home was still there. We didn't have anyone to, we could rely on. And so we went out to the park. And we were both like, I don't know what I'm doing here. We should just go home. You know, like, why would we leave our family behind? Why would we leave our friends? Why would we leave all the comfort that we had there? Like, what are we trading it for? And so, but before that point, before we went out to the park, I had called my mom and I said, Mom, I've decided I'm moving back to Lithuania. I'm going to study music in Lithuania. And I'm like, I'm, I'm coming back. And she said, you're making a mistake. Hmm. This was the only time in my life that I remember my mom ever saying no. <laughs> because later in the year, there was a second time where she said they were making a mistake. Hmm. That's my second breaking point. <laughs> so my first breaking point, she said, you're making a mistake. And I imagine it was so hard for her to say this mm -hmm. because she's telling her child to not come home. She said, you are not. London is where you need to be. You are scared. Your father and I had to go through a lot of hard times to get to where we are. Uh, it's time for you to build your own life. <laughs> And so that hurt very much because suddenly I understood that, hey, this is my parents' home now. And I was, bear in mind, I was 18. Mm -hmm. I had just turned 18, which is okay, exactly. That's the age that you're an adult, right? Mm, so I yeah. just turned an adult. <laughs> I just became an adult. And I had left home at 17. So I left before I was an adult. So now I'm this adult in London. My mom was telling me, you're not coming back home because that's not the right decision for you. You have to build your own life, build your own home. That's when I understood, hey, I'm going to have to have a family of my own. I'm going to have to have like a husband, like some person who is not part of my family, who I'll have to trust and he will be my family. Well, it was a lot of big realizations. It was hard. But so when Klaus came back, River... <laughs> came back I was already in this state of mind like yes this is hard but I'm staying here and so when he and, and actually the thought of him coming back was soothing me because I said okay at least I'm not alone mm -hmm. but then imagine he comes back and he's like Dory I'm moving back to Germany <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like no you need to stay here please because without you I'm alone <laughs> And he's like, no, I can't. Like, this is too much for me. And I'm like, Klaus, I've been here. Please, please stay with me. We will build this. We will build this together. Because we live in the same flat. And man, we really build our home. We built our home. So he stayed. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He stayed. And like I said, hardest moment, one of the hardest moments of my life. But after that point, 
we rose like a phoenix. <laughs> mm. I started acting, started getting jobs, started going to open mics and putting on gigs, met Lorenzo, formed a band, became a busker, then dubbed a Disney movie and basically Which did movie? everything. Just so I can... um, Moana. Moana. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> and and uh, everything oh, know, fell yeah. into place. Mm-hmm. Basically, I so did cool. I did everything that I had set out to do. Uh, and and now Klaus has as well. We're both mm-hmm. living from music. And uh, really, we've come so far in just one year. I think mm-hmm. today is really today is the the day that I returned. Oh wow. And, this um, is like a perfect timing. But so I had a second mm-hmm. breaking point. Oh yeah, tell me about that. So my second breaking point was Christmas. So the this Christmas had just passed. Yes. Yeah. And that breaking point was interesting because what happened is, like I said, all of my dreams came true. Right. I was doing music. I was being a musician, and I wasn't studying anymore. And I. And that's when it hit me that hey, this is life. Like that's what people talk about all the time, you know, they say, this is all there is. And that's when it hit me very hard. Uh, in a sense of, I understood that no matter what, like even if I'm touring and I'm playing Wembley Stadium, this is what my life will be. This is who I am. What is this? What do you mean? It was hard. It was hard to define. Maybe it was also because I was. Music had become my job. Mm-hmm. And when something becomes your job, it's a thin line of. Like, why am I? Why am I doing this? Am I doing this? Like, I need to. I enjoy it. I believe in it, but I also need to earn money from it. Mm-hmm. I, I need to feed myself from it. Mm-hmm. And when that happens you can get lost a little bit well and like I understood all those Jim Carrey with his award speeches of like money and fame (laughs) is not what you need is not everything or whatever he said like he said something better like well anyway and and every every star really every star says the same thing like you get to where we are and you realize that's not it <laughs> and I felt that mm. I felt it for myself I felt this crash that interestingly like these huge artists feel when when they've made it <laughs> mm. and they're like is this it you know like and then I started listening to the songs like fun like uh, I left my mom and dad for this like all the songs started to make sense mm. like Eminem everyone everyone made sense like I was listening to them and like I understand what you're saying right now <laughs> yeah. and and so that really demotivated me because also I started getting looking into issues of our planet and I was like why am I being a musician when our planet is falling apart I should be going out there and saving jungles and whatever mm-hmm. <laughs> like fighting global warming and like inventing crazy machinery like Elon Musk or whatever mm. and uh yeah that really confused me and so I was ready to give up music and that's how I flew back home for Christmas Mm -hmm. so I said mom 
I'm giving up music. It was never the right thing for me. Um, I'm going to write a book on how to survive the 21st century. <laughs> 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 so I'm going to need funding from you for a year <laughs> while I do my research. <laughs> and and um, because I feel the need, the world needs this book right now because I feel lost. You know, and this book will help me answer all the questions that I have right now. And she's like, darling, you're so lost. You need to calm down. Like, we're not going to do this. And she's like, and that hurt again. Mm. That hurt so bad. Because I'm like, mom, for the first time ever, I come up with something that you haven't, like, approved of. Well, necessarily. In the sense of, like, you haven't been prepared for mentally preparing yourself for because I feel she was mentally prepared for me being a singer I've been singing my whole life I think she was okay with me maybe mm -hmm. she even had a little dream of me being a singer who knows that at that point I was convinced that she had a dream of me being a singer and that's why she was finding it hard to let go of this dream mm -hmm. and so she's not able to believe in my new ambitions and I'm hurt because <laughs> she's the only person in the world who's meant to support me no matter what crazy idea I have in my head <laughs> Now I see that, of course, she is much wiser than I am. And so... How did she, how did she and steer you away from writing that book? What did she she didn't. Okay. She said, okay, you can do whatever you want. But we're not going to financially fund you. We will fund you if you decide to go into university and study. Um whatever you feel like politics whatever you feel like she said you maybe you left school too early you know maybe that's why you're feeling lost um but we're not we're not you've we've invested so much time money into music you have to we can't just throw everything away like it's not wise and so i was still upset like i was not sure what i'm what I'm doing really and then my friend gave for my for Christmas she gave me Little Prince do you know the book Little Prince um oh it's, by it's yeah, Saint Exupéry I haven't read French. it but I think someone mm -hmm. told, I think I've, I've heard of it yes it's a very famous book Little Prince and so one of the scenes in Little Prince is Little Prince talking to a uh, talking to a fox about his rose because mm -hmm. he grew up on this tiny planet far away and he had this rose and he was saying how I don't know why I love this rose I mean it's been so hard with her I had to like water her I had to protect her from the wind like she's always complaining I need to trim her leaves or whatever why like but I love her and so the fox says well, little prince, you love this rose because you've dedicated so much of your time to it. And that hit me, I understood. I said, hey, it doesn't really matter what you do in life. What becomes important to you is what you spend your time on. And so the thing that I've spent so much of my time on, of course, is music. And so, of course, it has become incredibly important to me. And you know what? I can make a change doing music. What is limiting me? 
because suddenly I started falling into these boundaries of like, oh, you can only express, songs can only be a vehicle for certain things, like talking about love, talking about very, I saw them as like sometimes unimportant. But now I see that they're such a big part of life, really that, and something like music, it has the power to heal, to heal people. And every any problem in the world comes from us, from us being sick in a side of us. It's not really um, fixable by science, not only by science. A lot of it has to do with spirit. And so I said, hey, I've, I've learned, I've been learning to, you know, ma master to, to use this amazing tool that is the direct, the only, the closest thing we have to like the divine and to something spiritual that touches you immediately and connects with you on such a deep level that why can't I use it for for all of us to, you know, become better. What is stopping me? And so suddenly that that was like a revelation, like, hey, what are you doing? <laughs> so and so again I swam out of this chaos. Different, new. So that's it. Huh. <laughs> Monologue <laughs> over. <laughs> that was, yeah, wow. <laughs> now, that's actually really beautiful. Like mm. Your, your your journey in a way it is inspiring just to just to see what you've learned from going through those like breaking points and then coming out of it again like it's yeah um so now like yeah I'm still I'm still like personally <laughs> every that's it <laughs> it's, good, it's, that's like, good. it's it's like pretty deep actually <laughs> That's great. <laughs> Did a good job. Then I'm mm. happy. I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> so now I guess you you're it, that's that has been that's the catalyst for what you want to do now to to use music mm. to I guess it's I hate when people say it's pretentious but I I do I I understand what you mean by like using music to change the world like using music to inspire people and do good like there is because you yes as Mm. yes that is the aim but you see for me it is more like I know that we are all it's like what Gandhi said be the change you want to see yes and so mm -hmm. really for me it is not about changing the world it is about changing mm -hmm. myself mm -hmm. and understanding myself expressing myself mm -hmm. being the best that I can be mm -hmm. and that hopefully will then set off other dominoes in the same direction so for me it was mostly like hey I love doing music it helps me it cures me it brings something beautiful into my life mm -hmm. then I should be doing it and that's it and that's it and really there that will then help others too but really the main thing is do what you love do what you love and that love will spread and that's it mm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like this it's like I, I, and the way I'm envisioning it is 
I, I, I love that quote, like, be the change that you want to see in the world because you, um, you can't really, uh, you can't really change the world if you can't see, you can't be, a, be that, that change if, like, you, it's like there's a quote in, in the Bible where it says, like, where Jesus says, like, before you take off, <laughs> for, before you take off the, um, the speck in someone's eye, like remove the log from your own so it's like um you can't really go to try and like change other people when when there's so many things that you need to see and fix in yourself well not fix but like well yeah fix um but when but by by fixing yourself and and being honest about who you are and how um and the vaunt the the flaws and, vul- and vulnerabilities and the strengths and weaknesses of a person of, of yourself then and like accepting it and then saying okay how can I as a person grow from this or move from this like how do I how do I go on from this I feel when people see when people see like an authentic person be honest about themselves I feel that inspires that insp- that's quite inspiring and then, and then it creates a feedback loop of being authentic, being honest, and then seeking truth. Because mm. when people seek truth, and then they, it's it gets. I think truth is one of those, tr- like truth being is such a vague term, but or like abstract term. But truth, when when people seek truth in themselves, it's like a, it's like a beaming light. And when they see that light, it's like I, 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 I want to see. I want to be able to see as well. So. Like they apply the truth to them. It's okay, I want to be authentic. It's like when you're singing, when you're singing and busking, and you're being quite authentic, and people see you being authentic, and they and they connected to it because it's there's authentic there's authentic authenticity in there, and we we are attracted to that, whether it's in songs or or films or any sort of content or just seeing person being a beat. We like authenticity in character and people. And that inspires us to be authentic. So, just creating that feedback loop, and then even if, even if it's just one person, that then that might inspire. Because my mom always says like, be like. Because my mom's quite religious anyway, so she would say like, um, she would say in the context of like, um, let everyone see Christ in you. Um, but like I, now, I adapted to let everyone see like truth or the light in the. Um, and so, if people see, if you try to be authentic, if you try to be good, then maybe that. Or then, even if one person, if or if it's no one, maybe if it doesn't matter. Like as long as you're being that light, then maybe that can help someone to see, or that would just or at least help you to be honest about yourself to go on with whatever you do yeah um so yeah i find that quite beautiful yeah, yeah. <laughs> um you uh there was something else i was like as you were talking there was, there was so many things that i wanted to lead on but you though you answered them on the way but which was good um like I, I think I think having a like your, I feel your your parents were were, were very like uh, were very vital in like your mm-hmm. in yeah. in the development. It's very, it's very, it's, it's very cool and cool and nice to see. Because it is a, it, for for parents, I imagine it's quite hard for them to mm. to to say like no, like 
<laughs> you, we don't want you here to go and do go out to the world into the chaos to the unknown. In because even though I imagine that even though it's probably like the best, it's like you you is they essentially tell you to go into a place where you've never been, mm-hmm. into the unknown dark, into the chaos, mm-hmm. and find in that chaos, hoping that you find something mm-hmm. that you can that you can take take and 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 learn from and it's it can only be a hope but that's but i guess that's one of the virtues of good parenting is to try and and acknowledge the the love that you have for your children and the the desire to protect them but also the desire to see them grow because the only way you can grow is to go into the into the unknown and truly it is a deep deep belief in this person in this child i Mm. think a lot of the time my mom believed in me more than i believed in myself (laughs) and really that is that is what what allowed me to discover a belief in myself because um it's a big it's a big thing to do she but she would always say hey like no matter what you do you'll be great and I'm calm. Mm-hmm. So you should be calm. Like or or like whatever you decide, she says, I trust you because because you'll be fine. And that her saying that, who knows, you know, who knows what was going on in her mind? Come on. Like my parents are doctors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're not musicians. Not musicians <laughs> at all. And imagine saying like, Hey mom. So I'm not finishing school. I've decided to move to England to do music. And I'm going to be a musician. So I'm, I'm not I'm leaving you, I'm leaving this country, and I'm not even finishing school, so I cannot come back here in Lithuania legally. I'm not able to study anymore because I haven't finished school. So I can't go into university because I haven't finished school in Lithuania. <laughs> but I'm like, "Hey, like this under 18 because the program was they if they picked me, they would fund me." if I was under 18 so I said this is my last chance like I'm turning 18 in a year or whatever this is the only time I can do this to imagine her saying yeah go ahead like even my my teachers in music school were like all of my my Lithuanian teacher was like hey darling don't rush don't hurry everything will be fine I have been a, I've been a rusher through life <laughs> really um you're quite I, yeah, you're sorry you're quite uh, it's in me to interrupt you because no, you're go ahead. because you're quite young how old are you now i'm 19 yeah it's like all of this has happened and most people like for first time hearing your story like i like when i first met you i, I because of all the because how how experienced and prof- not, i wouldn't i guess not professional or like <laughs> experienced you you've been in 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 music i would have assumed you were a bit older if not like for how um, like anyway but um but yeah, sorry, go on. Yeah. No, it's just that I've been, I've been, uh, I've been really, I've been a rusher. I've moved, mm. like now my, my best friend from, from my neighborhood when I grew up, she's now just graduating. Like she just did her final exam in school. Um, whereas, because when I was in third grade, they moved me up. So already I was with older kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kept, then I, I switched specialty to, to piano and I, 
wanted to finish my diploma as a pianist, so I wanted to squeeze 10 years of piano into like two years. And I managed, <laughs> I managed to do it, but man, it was crazy. <laughs> and so um, I've always been running. And so my teacher was like, hey, don't rush, don't rush. And, and uh, my composition teacher was like, well, she can always come back. So nobody, really nobody had faith. Only my mom had faith. Mm. And I had faith. But who knows? If my mom didn't have faith, who knows? Um, no. Maybe I'd be rebelling and being like, damn it, because I am quite stubborn. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, but, but really, yeah. I've been rushing and it's one of the things that I've also learned. That we shouldn't pretend that we, we can plan our life. That's just not how life works. No matter how well we plan, everything will be even better than expected. But it will not be as expected. And often fate knows better than you do, so just go. Go along with it, and it's fine. Because um, a lot of the kind of mindset of modern times is like plan everything out you are the leader you are in control of your life we've given up this concept of god of a mighty someone bigger than us now we are god and really like i've been reading there's a very good book called the path it talks about confucius yeah and his teachings of of hey which are completely completely the opposite of what we're learning now his teachings are, hey, life is inherently chaotic. We do not know what is going to happen to us tomorrow. We just do not. So the key is to build yourself up, to mold yourself so well that you are able to adapt and present your best self in any situation. Find the best way for you to act in any situation, no matter what happens. Reset your mind so that you are able to continue. Mm -hmm. And really, I find this the most helpful thing I've, I've ever read. Well, one of the, yes, maybe the most helpful thing I've ever read. When suddenly, finally, suddenly someone finally said, hey, sure, you can make dreams. Make dreams. Why not? But don't pretend like you know what's going to happen to you tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Because you do not. And that's not a bad thing. Yes, it's, it can be scary. That's why, that's why people pray, you know. Please, please, I pray so that my own understanding becomes true. But really, you do not know. You do not know what is best for you. So just allow. <laughs> Go with it. <laughs> yeah. Be adaptable. Be like, yes, be, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, I drifted off a little. Uh, no, that's be, that's, no, that's cool. Like, we, we, <laughs> like that's, what, that's what we do. <laughs> like uh i do like the idea of um because like in like this the universe is inherently very chaotic and um our attempts to order it to make to try and order the chaos we as we as feeble beings that that don't really understand what is going on we can like you said we can try and we can plan we can say i want this to happen we can dream but it's i feel yeah it's true like you you we in order to really 
be, I think difficulty and sadness and, and anger can, happens when you, you believe you can try and f- wrestle with the universe and say, I'm going to make this happen. Mm-hmm. So then when your desires don't come as perfectly as you desire them to happen, it's like, why is it is frustration happens mm-hmm. because like because you you think because you think that you're God like oh not you personally but like the yes. person can think that you're God like oh I expected this to happen mm-hmm. why didn't it happen the way I wanted it to happen <laughs> this is frustrating like uh like but that's the thing like you like we as in control as we think we are we're not in control mm-hmm. but so all we can do is or is yeah like adapt to it and flow go with the flow go with the flow because if we're too rigid we can't change because we're stuck in this mindset so when things come our way which we don't expect it just hits us and we get knocked over (laughs) but if we're if we're in the flow of things then you can just you can do you can be neo you can do matrix or flow or do like you can and keep going yeah you like, can then keep going. Like be like like Bruce Lee. Be like water. Like water is adaptable. Like it it whatever whatever jug that it, it poured into it it fit, it adapts to fit within that situation. Mm-hmm. Like that's why I like Bruce Lee when he says be like, like essentially be like water. Be adaptable because you can't you can't be too rigid and orderly in in, in this world because. Because then, then you you're not willing. If then that means you're not, you can't change. And if you can't change, then you can't grow. Because all learning is is all is changing, changing the mindset from what you previously had. Mm. Because with new like whether that's by with new information, or 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 generally it's just new information. But in order to to then change, it's accepting that what you knew before is not all there is and then allowing yourself to take in what you didn't know so again going into the unknown and finding out what is there and so that's you have to have that desire to go to accept that there is an unknown Mm -hmm. in the first place because if you have an orderly mindset then you what you think you know is all you believe there is and you're not and you're like closing yourself off to the unknown to the things that don't that aren't in your understanding not that you don't comprehend and which is foolish because there's so this i feel i think part of the the beauty of the world and the universe is there are things that we just don't know there are things we don't understand but yeah we will understand them in time but even the more we know learn about the universe the less we understand in a way so but again i don't think that's a bad thing but it just ex- accepting that unknown and still pioneering and going out like a hero like, i always i imagine every single person is is like the hero we have to be the hero of our own story anyway and to make to be able to have that cape in the end of your scene where you like where you where your costume and go out you need to you need to you need to have that um that courage to ex- like cuz i like the way i see it is going making that first step to say yes i'm going to do this and is it's hard but 
it's it's one of those things where in order if we want to if we want to grow as people it, it it's important to try and do it because if not then we're just stuck in we're just stuck in this cage where we can't change and therefore change is important and we this is the way we've evolved as humans is because of of our ability to adapt and change so why so why stop that why limit yourself to the knowledge that you have now like go out there experience something that you've not experienced before taking some something new so then you can come back to your come back to your um place of solitude and with not not being the same person that you were like like you plus this like you every time you go out is you come back with yourself plus another thing mm-hmm. so it's like you're growing it's like oh i went out today i'm the same person where well, you can say you're the same person but you've gained this and you've gained mm-hmm. that sometimes you may lose something which is hard mm-hmm. but with that loss it's that experience that you lost something so again you is that's why life is a venture in a way it's but play the game go out do yeah um i feel like i'm gonna i'm, I'm saying the same thing in a different in different ways so i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna to like end it there <laughs> um but yeah like i i, I believe i'm on i believe Agreed. i i, I believe i i completely agree with what you were saying so <laughs> um i've yeah um uh, there's so much there's so many f- avenues i could uh, i could <laughs> that we could take this in um um i guess oh really oh really okay we should just like <laughs> we should just <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, it's true. <laughs> I guess we could. I guess we could just end. We could we're end it. Wrap it up. Do, do another day later. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if it's if it becomes popular, it'll be to be mm. continued. Because <laughs> like In the one year's time. <laughs> it's a good thing. Like when I what I've noticed is that like because I listen to like the Joe Rogan podcast a lot. And do you know Joe Rogan by any chance? No, no problem. That's like uh, he's he's one of the my favorite podcasters. But oh, cool. like he his conversations, like when he gets really into it, um, they got they stretch on f- to like like the, most of the time they're three hours. Oh, man. And then it was like oh, there's three hours. Like oh shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, and I feel like if 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 um, in the right saying this could have been going on for three hours but anyway <laughs> um but yeah we should we should but I f- thank you very much for for <laughs> coming you. on i think this was a really cool conversation <laughs> thank you so much. i think your yeah, story is very so beautiful i hope that people listen and and, <laughs> and gain something from it like just, or just like just like what you have to say i think oh. um i i'm really i'm really keen i'm really keen to see what how this how this turns up how how people react to it or I am, yeah, but yeah. Let me <laughs> let I, I again. I was thinking like let's, let's continue, but no. Like thank you very much. Uh, thank you. Very much. Is there is there any way you want to? Is anything that you want to plug before we close? Like maybe you have like a gig that's coming up in any few gigs, or where oh. can people follow you if you have an online presence? Well, it would be amazing if they followed me on Facebook because that's where I 
post anything that may be coming up. Mm-hmm. And now that I'm uh, participating in this young artist competition, that would be cool if they came along mm-hmm. and, and um, maybe even messaged me and just said hi. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to hear their thoughts about what I said as well. If anyone actually got to the end of this podcast, <laughs> because it's been a while, <laughs> a lot of rambling. Yeah. <laughs> um, but anyway, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you so much. No problem. Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast. I hope you found this conversation enjoyable. If you did enjoy this conversation, do support us by liking and subscribing on the platform you're listening on be on SoundCloud, iTunes, Podkicker, or your chosen podcasting app. You can share this podcast with your friends. And for the YouTube version of the podcast, you can find the link to our playlist in the description. Do follow us on Facebook at It's Not an Interview, and you'll get updates on all upcoming episodes and places that you can access them on. And you can also share your thoughts and or any questions you may have about this episode or any of our previous episodes. Your support is extremely appreciated.